SEO and blogging go together like peanut butter and jelly. They are the best of friends. So are you currently writing a blog for your business? Today on the podcast, I am so excited to be joined by my favorite copywriter, Kate Merriweather from .com Words, and she is talking all things blogging. You're listening to the Plan to Profit podcast with Carol Lange, the show that brings you bite-sized business tips for individuals looking to start a profitable business. Starting my career as an accountant, moving through to business ownership, and now mentoring, I am privileged to have the experience and knowledge to inspire and nurture those entrepreneurs juggling this glorious thing we call life. Throw away the idea that business needs to be hard. Stay in your zone of genius and let me guide you through the ups and downs of starting your entrepreneurial dreams. I do like to talk about blogging, Carol. Hi, yes, you do. Welcome. Thank you very much. So let's dive in. Talk to me about all things blogging. Well, blogging is great for a lot of reasons. Uh, It shows that you're an expert in your subject area. It shows your customers that you understand them and you provide helpful content, advice pieces. Um, And the other thing that it's really helpful for is for SEO and that's what we'll be talking about today. How can you use blogging to improve your rankings on Google? Because if you want to be in the number one spot, you can get there with ads by paying or you can write blogs and hopefully with a bit of patience and a good strategy, you might be able to rank well without paying. Excellent. I think everybody loves the sound of that. So let's jump right on in. And my first question for you today is, how do you decide what to even write about? That's something I get asked all the time. And one of my things is to think about, well, what other things people might be typing into Google? And the great thing about Google is that it gives us some free search features that tell us what people are asking. So in my case, I might want to know business blogging tips. That's something that I want to write about. So I want to know what people are searching. So if I type that into Google, you'll see a little pop-up that says people also ask and it'll tell you all the other things that people are asking. And then down the bottom of that search, it'll also have a related search. So just by typing in a single phrase into Google, you can get a lot of ideas and Google is telling you this is what people want to know. So that's really useful. You know those phrases are being searched. So you can answer some of those questions that people are asking. So that's a great way to get started. Wow, that is excellent. There are so Google is is really um, free with its information, so that you can actually see what else other people are looking for. It gives you a, a great starting point, and as you said, it's free. Google is free to us all. We can actually go in and use the tool for free. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're a mindset coach and you've got some tips on money mindset, then type in money mindset tips and see what else people are searching, and you'll get plenty of ideas and you can keep clicking, click on that question and then you'll get the people almost search and follow the trail until you find something and you think, bingo, I know all about that. I can write that article. 
It's almost like falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Just don't spend all day. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Okay, so we've gone through and we've looked um, at what we're going to be writing, but how do we actually structure a blog article so that it, you know, it reads well and that it flows and, and, and people are interested to uh, read all the way through? So there's a formula that I use and you'll see it everywhere. Once you know it, you'll see it everywhere. And it is, it's a numbered list. So it might be six reasons why you should swap to cloth nappies or seven mistakes people make when they're choosing a mortgage broker. And then it's quite simple. You can just add a paragraph for each item in your list, um, maybe make it 13 uh, fantastic corporate fashion brands to follow or whatever it might be, whatever's related to your business and your point of advice. And you simply go through and go through your list, one to 13 and a paragraph for each one. And it can be as simple as that. And that's a really effective way. For someone who's new to blogging, that would be my suggestion for getting started. Wow. We see so much advice out there on blogging. And I must say your advice is quick, easy, and simple. I really, really love that format. And people can tend to write a blog and they get a bit stuck. They're not confident with their writing and they can waffle on a bit. But if you just have your seven mistakes people make when they're choosing a car dealer, um, for example, you can literally just go through one by one and you can't it kind of forces you to stay on track. Yeah, I love that. I love that you've actually got a a framework then to work within. Uh, As you said, it keeps you on track and it just makes everything flow. That's that's excellent. I'm really excited at that advice. Um, How do you actually ensure though that you've put all this time and effort in um, to writing your blog that your article's even going to rank for your keywords? Well, I can't promise that anything would definitely rank because Google is Google and things change all the time and there's a lot of factors that Google look at in order to rank. But there's some things you can do to help the process along and it's about putting those keywords in the right locations. So you need to make sure that that is in your header, your description, your meta title and in the text of your article. Uh, Now, some people make the mistake of putting the keyword in too many times, and Google is smart enough to know that your keyword's stuffing and you'll get punished. So it's about having that not too many, not too few, just enough for Google to see that they're in the right spot. It's almost like a bit of a Goldilocks principle, not too hot, not too cold, it just has to be just right. It is, it is. Excellent. We've gone, we've created this article, we've made sure that our keywords are in the right places. How long does it normally take for us to see it ranking or to see it come up on Google at all? Well, it really depends. If you've got a really slow website that's got bad infrastructure, then you can write as many blogs as you wish and they probably won't rank because Google is punishing your site for the way that it's built. But assuming that you've got a well, well-constructed website and it's all structured well, um, you can see results quite soon. It also depends on the phrases that you're trying to rank for. If those phrases are really competitive and a lot of people are trying to rank for that phrase, then it can be more difficult. And the way to know if a phrase is competitive is to type it into Google and see if there are any ads. If people are advertising for that phrase, then you know that they are wanting to rank for that. So, 
and have a look at who's ranking. And if you're up against a massive brand, you know, like if you're in the tyre business and you're up against Kmart tyres, we think it's going to be pretty hard to knock off Kmart. Um, so it really depends on a lot of factors. Um, but I would say if you're patient and you keep writing articles about similar themes and building up a really great content library, it does work. Excellent. Again, it just, you continue to blow my mind. There's just so many nuggets of gold in what you're giving to us today. I'm learning so much from you. It's just, it, it's amazing. A lot of people don't have a lot of time. So how long should our articles actually be? Well, it's funny you should say that because even though people are busy and they don't have a lot of attention, we, I am finding that longer articles tend to rank better. Um, more comprehensive, like 1,200 to 2,000 words because they have that detail. Because if you think, if someone has typed that phrase into Google and they're wanting some information, they probably don't want a couple of paragraphs. They probably do want to learn in a bit more depth. And those longer articles, if they're well-structured and they have lots of headlines so that people can skim to find the section that they're interested in, they might only be interested in uh, one element of your longer article and if you use headlines you can direct them to that point that's interesting to them those longer articles do tend to work and they also tend to get more backlinks because they're more comprehensive so a backlink is when another site links to your blog article or your website because they recommend it and they find it useful and that is a really important factor in SEO results as well so generally I would say aim for about 1200 words give or take. It should be as long as it needs to be to cover the article. So definitely don't pat it out unnecessarily, Yeah. but you need to have a bit of depth and a bit of information. When I first started writing blogs years ago, I could write a 500-word blog and it would rank. That's less likely now because there's more and more people blogging. So you need to have a bit of depth to your articles. Excellent. So that also goes along with the, you know, the seven, the seven mistakes that people make for X, Y, Z. So at least then you're actually really creating some, some meaty depth to your blog articles, giving um, a wide range of people the option, as you say, even if they're only looking for one part of what you've written, it means that your article is going to appeal to more people because it's got more information in it. Exactly. Excellent. How many blog posts or articles should we be writing every single month, Kate? It's really daunting. If you're owning a business, you're a small business owner, and you think, oh, I don't have time to be writing hundreds of articles every month, you don't have to. One or two really good articles per month is enough and focus on making them really good quality. So maybe you can create some really lovely graphics to go with them or an infographic so that they're really great quality. So we're all busy business owners. We don't have time to be writing a blog twice a week and it's not necessary. So I think once or twice a month is best or whatever you can achieve. Do what, do what you can. Excellent. And that's, that's really sound advice. It's important that we actually tailor uh, our business to our needs and what we can do so that we're not putting undue pressure on ourselves by thinking that we actually need to create an article every single week, you know, or, or two or three articles every single week. We do what we can do and our audience then gets used to receiving that information as we're able to deliver it. That's right. Do your best. Often, you know, a two a month is great. Not everyone can achieve that. So just do what you can do. Maybe you can do two a month in your busy period. So if you're leading up, if you're in retail and Christmas is huge for you, then maybe ramp it up at Christmas time. 
And then in the slow periods, drop it back a bit when your customers aren't around. Try and plan it out for your year so that you're doing your frequency as as according to your busy time periods. Yep, very sound advice. So wrapping this all up with you, what else do we really need to know to be successful? Well, I could talk about this all day, but just to keep it, keep it brief, I think I've already mentioned using subheaders and visuals so it looks nice. People are visual and they don't want to read huge chunks of text. You're not writing a, you know, a, a scientific journal entry. Um, the other important thing is to look for evergreen content. So don't talk about Easter coming up or Christmas because once that time period passes, then your blog becomes irrelevant. So... That's an important thing to keep in mind, evergreen content. And the other thing that so many people don't do is they just publish their blog and let it sit there. So the time that you've spent writing and preparing and planning your blog, you should put the equivalent amount of time into promoting it. So try and get some backlinks. If you know some people that might support you with sharing your blog article, ask them to give you a backlink. Circulate it. Put it in your email circulate it in your social media channels. And if you're in some Facebook groups and they allow it, share your content. Uh, no one is really going to be coming to you saying, oh, when's Kate Merriweather's next blog come out? I can't wait to hear it. So I need to let people know that I've written an article and share it as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, because there's so much information out there, we actually need to present it to the to our audience and say, hey, we've got a new piece of content. We've got a new article. Would love for you to go and check it out. Let me know your thoughts. So at least you're actually starting to get some feedback as well on, on the articles that you're writing. Exactly. And if people are commenting on your blog, that might give you a great idea. If someone asks a question, so I've written an article about business blogging and someone asked me that question, how often should I write? I think, well, I should really write another blog following that up. So your comments and your feedback from your readers is actually a great way to respond and keep the conversation going, but also gives you another opportunity for ideas. If people are asking questions, then maybe you can write a whole other article about it and then you can tag them and say, hey, Carol asked me this question. So, hey, Carol, I've written an article for you. Here it is. And hopefully, Carol will share that article and your audience will hopefully grow as you keep producing good content. And I love that because it makes you then, the person that's asked the question, feel important and valued. And that if I was asking you that question and you'd gone and written a whole article based on a question that I had given you, I would feel quite special about that. And I I know that I would be converted to an even stronger fan than I already am. Exactly. And I always think for every one person that asks you a question, there's 10 people that wanted to know the answer but just didn't bother asking for whatever reason. So pay attention to those questions that people are asking you and if they're frequent, then write blog articles about them. And if you're, say you're a dentist and people keep asking how, how does teeth whitening work, well, then you can write an article and then you can every time you get a phone call or a question, you can just say, hey, we've written an article about this, here you go. So it's educating your customers as well as being useful. And so you're almost repurposing that content through a number of different channels. Exactly. So I've got um, a client who's a law firm and they get a lot of questions about separation and all those sorts of things. And I said, well, let's write some articles about separation so that when people are ringing your office with these basic questions and they want to talk to a lawyer, maybe just send them these articles. It's less pressure on your business. Your receptionist doesn't keep having to answer the same questions over and over again. They can say, hey, we've got these articles. Here's some links. Go and read them. 
and then come back to us. So it actually can be a point of efficiency in your business by writing these articles and sharing them with your customers. That is fantastic. So do you have any advice around that if you've written some content and it's older content, how to actually go about refreshing it? Yes. So you can update things. So for example, if you've written an article that's a couple of years old, but it's still useful, maybe just refresh it with some up-to-date content. Um, For example, you might have quoted some statistics that are from 2015. You might want to find some 2019, 2020 statistics and update it that way. And just go through it and say, is this advice still current? Is this still relevant? Make sure it's fresh and then you can republish it, giving it a fresh published date or you could just add a little comment at the start saying updated. And then that content can then come back to life for you and be fresh and original again and then you can reshare it and repurpose it. And if it's still great advice, can last forever. I wrote an article years ago about being in the audience for a TV show, Have You Been Paying Attention? And it still ranks. It's a silly little article that isn't very useful at all, but still sitting there ranking away. Thank you so much for all of this amazing information today, Kate. I am just in awe at the amount that you have given us. Uh, There's lots to digest and uh, lots to go through. My pleasure. And I've created a little cheat sheet with just a couple of my top tips for blogging, uh, going through some of the questions that we've talked about today. So I'll um, share that with you, Carol, so that if anyone wants to read more about some tips to get started with blogging, they can download that from your website. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. Thank you again for joining us on the Plan to Profit podcast, everyone. And thank you, a very big thank you to Kate for joining us and sharing her extensive knowledge on blogging. And I hope that you all have an amazing day. And remember, your smallest actions will create your greatest reality. Thank you for joining me on the Plan to Profit podcast. Did you love today's episode? make sure to visit the website for all the show notes, downloads, and to subscribe to the show. If you found value in this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. This helps others just like you find the answers that they could just be looking for.